listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk Journos edition, Danny Widler, Michael Chamis, me, Adam Peacock. We'll talk a bit of Wayne Bennett. I'll tell you the coach who should be writing his own gossip column. Ooh. We'll talk about Mitchell Moses and how many journos he's got on the band list now. Oh. <laughs> Including you. Including me. Welcome to Footy Talk Journos edition. Adam Peacock alongside Michael Chamis and uh, Danny Widler. So two journos are here. Good to see you, gents. Adam, how Three. are you, mate? Three journos. You Three. can't you can't duck from that, mate. Can you <laughs> can I dress like I am today with I, I literally have slides on. Are they, are they, cham, are they Chammy's clothes you're wearing or yeah, I'll borrow the nah, shoes. No, nah, no, nah, that's too casual for me. <laughs> and, you're, and, you're, and you're too formal for me. You intimidate me when you come in, in a suit. Good, good. I'm glad. That's hey, the I idea. I feel like you've got a story that I should know that's about when idea. you walk in with a that's suit. That's the idea. When you wake up and you put the suit on, do you know exactly where it's going to take you every never. day? No, that, that's the beauty of this job. Yeah. You, you never know quite what's going to happen in your job and that's that's one of the things I like most about it. Well, guys, I reckon you had, or Danny, because Michael wasn't invited, you had a fair idea what was coming the day earlier in the week when you went out to Parramatta and Mitchell Moses was put up by Parramatta. Now, Mitchell, you remember, about a month ago said, yeah, two things I probably want to get done before the start of the season is watch the grand final again. Not sure if he's done that and sign my contract. Now he didn't lock in the fact that yes, it will be done, but he said he'd like it to be done, but they put him up after a round one loss and the contract's not done. Danny, is that smart media management? Well, look, I think it is. Mitchell's got to answer questions. And I think the way that Parramatta do their media is that all the players get put up every second week. So it was Mitchell's turn. And uh, had he promised to sign a contract or make an announcement, I think he indicated that way. And then Michael broke a good story saying that he was staying at Parramatta. Mm. So I guess there were questions that we wanted to ask him because the contract still hasn't been good done. Good on the Eels. Good on, well, you have to hide him because he's got a contract Hang to decide. You, you wrote you the story that he's staying. And you yeah. didn't even turn up to this press he's conference. Staying. He's staying. If he doesn't stay, I won't come back on this podcast. Oh. All right? Jeez. Oh. How okay, can we influence deal? it? Mitchell, get to the get deal. To the, I can't. I'm driving there myself. <laughs> Mate, honestly, the people at Tigers, I, if I'm at the Tigers, I'd pull the offer. How, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Enough. Wait a minute. Loop it back. Back up the bus. You said you weren't invited. Yeah, it was well, an open press conference, wasn't well, it? Well, no, no. I just, I, ch- I chose not to attend. It wasn't, it wasn't that I <laughs> Jerry wasn't Seifel, invited. I choose not to run. So oh, you're not, you're not banned from speaking to Mitchell Moses. I think Mitchell's decided to put me on a self-imposed ban. <laughs> but, Why? Well, there's a few journalists he doesn't want to talk to. If someone Who? writes something that Mitchell doesn't like, he decides, oh, I'm going to ban them. Who, who's, who's I don't even know list? what I wrote for him not to, to ban me last year in the final series. Oh, Mate, you've, you've bagged him on this podcast pretty heavily. That wasn't last year. I, I was banned before I oh, bagged okay, him. Okay. Good luck to him. Do what he needs to do. I just think it's just. It just doesn't look good for him now. And and good on Parramatta for saying, this is not our circus that's being created here. You can come up and deal with it. Why do our teammates or the players and coaching staff have to come out every week and talk about you? You come out and do it. Well, I'm not sure if George Clark from AAP is on the band list now, but uh, George was there. Danny was there as well. And this was the line of uh, where the questioning went. You're 28. Like, you can make that decision for yourself, right? You, you, yeah, well, I've got, manage- I've got management that made that decision for me. So they, they worry about that side. I worry about football. That's where you've got to manage them for. I guess every week Brad's going to be asked about it. We asked him about it last week. He's going to ask about it. He's been good. I just said, yeah, him. he's been good. What do you mean fair on him? Well, every week he's going to have to be asked about it. Yeah, he's been good with me. We've spoken about it and that's where we only have to have those conversations. He's been outstanding through the whole process. So um, I've got management that worry about that stuff and I worry about football. So... Do you think it's unfair to blow back your management get for 
I don't know, this, this it, it kind of dragging on. <clears throat> I know you said you like to have got it done by round What's one. dragging on? Well, you said you like to get it done by round Yeah, but I've still got another year on my contract, so there's okay. still another year. But do, do people are saying it's your management? That's, that's people talking. Okay, but you don't think that's unfair? Unfair on what way? Are you getting at all annoyed? It seems like you're a bit annoyed with some of the questioning or something. I'm not annoyed. Those, just those questions there are a bit annoying, but because uh, they were just all over the shop. Oh, Danny's in the good books. George is uh, not. What a suck. You know, I'm good on George Clark as well. You're a suck, Danny. <laughs> Why? The guy had him on the ropes. George Clark asked some really good questions and Mitchell didn't like being asked those questions. I'd previously asked whether... Mitchell was greedy. Is that not a question that is a fair question as well? And Why didn't you say you would, were greedy? You had to put other people under the You're throwing people under well, the bus. I don't think that Mitchell's been greedy. He's just earning an income. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's been greedy at all. It looks, the way it's perceived, it's no, like you, make, you, you don't like him, months. so you're saying no, no, he's I, greedy. There's no, it's not, there's no issue from my end with Mitchell Moses. If there's an issue, it's from his end because of things that have been written. Good luck to him. Do what you need to do. I'm just saying it's affecting his own image, the way this is dragging on. It's not going to affect Parramatta. It didn't influence the result on Thursday night. But you know what? George made a good point. Like you're a 28-year-old bloke. Stop hiding behind the fact, my management, my management. I think that's, that was a question. He's making the decision. That was a question I think that got Mitchell's back up. I think the others were all fair enough. And I, I saw George at um, Rabbitohs yesterday and I said, I think that I thought that all the questions were fair. But I think if you wanted to know what probably ticked him off, it was probably the thing saying, well, you're 28 and you can make your own calls. But He's not the first footballer to say his manager is helping out with the contract. He's yeah, but not. he's saying his management will make that decision. Well, I'm sure. Well, I'm, whose decision is it? I'm sure Mitchell's making the decision. Well, I know, but if you want to stand there and deliver cop-out comments, then be prepared for the backlash. And okay. good on George Clark for doing that. And I think they were. Re- I think they're all fair questions. Yeah. Well, Gus had a take on, on it with Danny on the panel on 100 yeah. percent footy earlier in the week. Media, oh. is are all the same. And you jumping in trying to be his mate after all that. You g that other bloke up. That was, a ta- that was the best tag team I've ever seen. I don't know who <laughs> old mate was. Good bad guys. I've never, I've never seen old mate in the shorts, but you and him tag team him. Do you think there, I'm though. smart enough to do that? You and him tag team him and you, you tried to play think... good cop. You got bad cop over there to get into him and old good cop Danny. Oh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm usually bad cop, aren't I? Hey? That's why you got old mate to do it today. You didn't why? want to upset him. Do you think the media think that deeply about these things? That was things? a tag team. <laughs> I agree with what Danny said in that. Uh, you've gone soft in your old age. Mate, you've gone soft. I, asked I remember him, the Danny. I asked him some hard questions, but George went down a different line. Gus ever listened to this podcast, I want to guarantee you we didn't tag team him. We didn't set it up. I, I We did talk before the media conference. We were talking about how hot it was. I think and how, how windy it was. What about awesome. after the media conference? I don't think Mitchell was happy, was well, he? Well, he went back to the sheds, uh, according to Clint Gutherson, who was on Sydney Radio earlier in the week, and he said, yeah, he came into those sheds before training uh, and was not happy. He was not not in a settled <laughs> mindset, put it that way. The main thing that I think we have to get out of this is, uh, firstly, is it going to affect his football? No. Well, he, he wasn't fantastic in the first round. Yeah, but... I- and he didn't probably seal the game when they wanted him to seal it. So I think that's for Parramatta fans and for Brad Arthur and for the entire organisation, that's what they care about right now. Do you now. think, is this harsh to say that Mitchell Moses has got $1.3 million games in him, but he doesn't have a $1.3 million season in him? And Cameron Munster showed him what a $1.3 million a season player looks like. Fair or not fair? Well, I think that Mitchell Moses is a very consistent player and I think he's in the market at the right time. So fair. I think he's in the market at the right time. Oh, okay. He's well, so right. He's he's into an NRL so, he accused yeah. me of being an NRL so CEO. How, how many, okay, let's. I you, know, you want the interview with Mitchell when he signs. I'm not going to get it. the interview with Mitchell. Talk about the best halfbacks in the game. 
Nathan Cleary, yeah. out and out, number one in your yeah. eyes. Jerome Hughes or Cherry, yeah. two. Yeah, close there. Both signed up. Both signed up. Uh, who comes after that? Is that Mitchell where, and Adam Reynolds, Ben Hunt, those probably those three in the conversation. Are they are they all getting over a million? Yeah. So right they, place, right time. Yeah. But so Mitchell he, is getting over a million. Yeah, He's getting so, well so he over deserves so he deserves He does deserve it. But sign the deal. That's the what uh, we're the saying. only thing that will af- it will affect is his preparation. Now the preparation goes all week. The key is for me in all of that is how he trained that day mm. after that. Mm. Was he Dropping balls. Was he kicking out in the full, doing the Billy kick out? Um, attempted a 40 20. I think, they, I think they trained before. Oh, they trained before. Did <laughs> yeah. they? Okay. Well, the next day, yeah. was he still ticked yeah. off when he trained? Because it's all about preparation. Well, let's see how he plays. Yeah. Proof will I'll be there what, against I the Sharks. I think there are people at the Tigers who would like the offer or whatever the discussions have been to remove themselves from the conversation. Have they removed themselves? No, they haven't. But there are people at the club who know what Mitch is like, who haven't forgotten the way he walked out in the club, who are starting to think, we're being used here. What does it say about the Tigers as a club then that they they this guy did leave them in circumstances they don't like and they're still hanging in desperately that Yeah, but he left he didn't leave the people who were there. He right. walked out on Ivan Cleary, who then walked out on the Tigers. He walked out on a different football administrator right. football staff there. Right. Now you've got Benji's come back, you got well Robbie, I think, was involved at the time. I can't even remember actually if Robbie was there, but obviously obviously Tim Sheens wasn't around. So You can't afford to hold a grudge. No, they need they need a genuine seven. They do. They need Mitchell Moses. In a world without genuine top shelf sevens. Yeah. Where he's going to get 1.4. If he goes there. Yeah. But he's not going there. Speaking of the Tigers, and this blends into the next talking point on Footy Talk today, Tigers and Dragons bashing seems to be one of the go-to sports at the moment <laughs> in rugby league, especially the Dragons. Like, And it was fair enough. Paul Crawley wrote an in-depth article about where it's gone wrong for the da- Dragons, going digging deep into their recruitment and the types of characters that have come into the club and their current predicament. <laughs> they haven't played a game yet, and it's, it's like they're 20 points off the top of the ladder. Do you know why they're getting bashed or picked on mm. or whatever, or ex- exposed? Because they're not winning, and they're making bad decisions. And Paul Crawley's article is perfectly fair to examine everything that's happened at the club. Mm. Why can't you examine things that are going wrong? I mean, their fans want to want answers as well. The number of yeah. people you get bailing you up saying, why don't you do something the on the Tigers? The fans are more angry than anyone else. The f- the, it's different to where the Tigers were because last year the Tigers fans, they felt like Michael Maguire was the answer. The, the majority of fans were backing Michael Maguire, whereas Dragons fans right now, they don't know whether to cheer for their team or, or go for the Titans this week because they want change. So they they'd rather see their team lose. No, I wouldn't say five that. Or but six. they want to see change. Mm. And at the where do they want to see the change in Griffin? In Griffin, and yeah. and well, to be fair, they want to see change in the club at the top as well. There are a lot of people who are frustrated at the Dragons fans about the way the club is being run, also the way the football team is being run. So the key part of it is ahead of their first game of the season is how is this infiltrating the dressing room? Is it being absorbed in a negative light? And, and then turned into a positive, the siege mentality, which every club, every coach loves to use. What, what's your feeling about how all of this is being received by the players? I think it's BS to say that they don't notice it and that they don't hear the outside noise And because a lot of them can tell you everything you've said or written about about an individual or mm. or the club because they can, they can quote it to you. They know. So they're hearing it. Whether they can turn into a siege mentality, or I think the right coach – for instance, I'll fall back on my mate Gus. Back in the day, he could turn that into mm. a, like us against the world. There's Hasler. 
us against the world. Mm. I mean, I think we even saw it with um, Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins. I think he told the team that people said they wouldn't win a game this year and players were saying that. I don't know who said that, that they wouldn't yeah, win a Jared game. Jared Wallace after the game. Like, Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he was apparently uh, – there was a Channel 9 camera down there, picked him up saying, and they said we wouldn't win a game. Yeah. There well, might who, be some words in between that I didn't <laughs> share, but. That's just that's just a coach using the outside noise to their advantage. Now, whether uh, Anthony Griffin is able to do that, I guess we're going to find out. They haven't done it in the past. Mm. The whole world was against them when they had their barbecue, you know, which was just ridiculous. It's a powerful tool, though. If you can, one yeah, of the if most you, powerful if you can bottle tools. up that. Yeah. I saw it, at, and I know it's another sport, I saw it at the World Cup with Graham Arnold about halfway through the World Cup. Now, Arnie loves his rugby league, so he talks to a lot of the rugby league coaches as well. I'm not sure if he picked that up off them or is he maybe handing on to others. But halfway through the World Cup, the players in all their answers all of a sudden started dropping in answers and you guys, the media, didn't give us a chance. You guys. And yeah, we were like – You guys. We were looking at each other going, <laughs> us? What do we do? But it was obviously <laughs> that Arnie got to a point where he needed a new – form of motivation and he went oh by the way those bunch of journos out there yeah, they don't yeah. rate you yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's apply it to this week you know we saw Zach Bailey from Nine got an interview with Latrell, yeah. and Latrell said uh, there are cracks appearing in the the windscreen at you know at Penrith like, but, that, yeah. now that is a a fantastic grab and it's a provocative one and it's been talked about for a week now and I wonder what impact that'll have with, been, the, with the Panthers. Whether Clary must have been you, giggling when he heard that. Don't we love to see what Latrell Mitchell said there? Don't, don't we love to hear it? And I know you said it's been talked about all week, but the, the more people start saying things like that, absolutely, being, then the less we start reacting to these one-offs that we think are quite unique. We, we don't hear people say what Latrell Mitchell did. We want I, to hear it I more. I think more more strength to him, and he can more than that. He generally can back it up too, can't Well, yeah, if you've got the ability to back it up. Like, this I, is not Richie Williams here. Remember <laughs> oh, that? Jeez. Dragons, Roosters. Hit Who did he bag? Braithen Astor or Freddie or Saka? I think one, yeah, one of them. Yeah. Back to the Dragons. Does it manifest itself into, you know, the negative becomes a positive? Uh, if you win, yeah, then you can use it. They lose and it, it all goes away. The, the thing with the Dragons, they got Ben Hunt back in the coach massively. Mm. Massively. And they've got all their eggs, their eggs in the Ben Hunt basket. So he's got quite you know, a fair amount of sway at that club. He but, loves Anthony Griffin. I, I don't know if he's speaking from a pure what is good from the club perspective, but he's speaking from loyalty and a, a relationship with Anthony Griffin for more than a decade. Chami, if if Griffin gets sacked, Ben Hunt's not leaving the club. No, he's not is leaving he? the club. No, he's not. He's got no grounds to leave the club. Yeah. He tried to get a clause in his contract tying his future to Anthony Griffin and the Dragons wouldn't do that. Mm. Will he be upset? Yeah, I'm sure he will be. He's off contract, Anthony Griffin, and the Dragons have to start thinking about 2024. Whether that's him or not, as a club, you have to start planning now because this whole notion of waiting till the end of the year, Danny, it's going to leave the club in a position where they've got nothing in recruitment and they're going to have no plans going forward. You can't sack a coach in round 25 or whenever the comp ends this year, round 27, and then decide to start planning for 2024. They need to have plans in place very, very soon. And if Anthony Griffin is their man, they need to decide that soon. Yeah, that's you don't fair. agree? That's fair. I, no, I, I, you're making sense, but I mean, what do they do if they win four of their first six? You know, do they re-sign Griffin? Well, that's the position that, that that's, that's the so position awkward. They're going to it be is in. so awkward. 
So what do you do? You wait? I don't know. I mean, it's an awkward. They put themselves in this position. I don't think they should have re-signed him for this year. Well, that's that's the mistake. The, I don't mind what they did at the start of last year. They ended up saying they say they said we're going to back Anthony Griffin and we're going to extend him. But when it didn't go right, they should have said, okay, we're going to put our money our money on the line here and pay him out and move on for the good of the club. That was the window last year. Whether it was Shane Flanning or not, you had the chance at the end of last year to move on. But I feel like they're wasting another season now. Who's the Dragons coach next year? I think it'll be from Dean Young, Ben Hornby, or Jason Ross. But Des Hasler. I don't think it'll be Des, but I could see Des in some sort of role, some sort of coaching director role at the club. You won't want to do that. Well, he was going to he was going to step into that role at Manly if, after one more season. Remember, he wanted that one more year at Manly and then move mm. on into a coaching director role. But I don't know. Can Des? Uh, yeah, I can think, Des take I a think, back seat. I think he would be great. That place. Craig Bellamy has been mooted as a coaching director for the last 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it hasn't happened. It's helped with a it's in these guys. It's in, like, it's in these guys' DNA that yeah. they are out on a footy field every day trying to teach young blokes how to play footy. They can't help it. Yeah. Well, I reckon. It has to stop soon. So, Why? Well, Wayne Craig, Bennett's Craig, still going. Well, Craig's well, Craig's of the view that his time's coming to an end. Maybe. Wayne Bennett, we're going to talk about him after the break. So what a day at Suncorp Stadium. We've been through, you know, through the week on Footy Talk about a wonderful occasion it was, except for one particular journo in the uh, in the press conference. This is Wayne up against Travis Maine. Is that the standard, Wayne, for the Dolphins now? Is that where you build this club from? Are you still looking for me? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I went to Cairns. You were looking for me. Watch out. <laughs> I, I texted you. Well, I'm not sure I want to answer your question, mate, because you haven't had the decency to wing me about it, so. Oh, God. Wayne, Well, you made me a headline over it, but, you know, because. I did you, ask you, you where you were. Well, no, because you, you didn't bother to ask me where I was. And you went on your little trip and had your say. Well, you can't just give it, mate, and not take it. It's after the greatest day in the history of rugby league oh, up in Queensland, and Wayne's found that vintage rugby league right there, isn't it? They've had a historic victory, and Wayne's going a journo. Fair? Oh, it's funny. I don't know if it's fair. Like to be fair, the criticism was that he didn't go on that preseason trip, and I think it's worth asking the question: Why isn't Wayne Bennett? It's a story. Coaching, yeah, it's a story. It's a story. Of it's a story. I don't think Tra- and and I think Travi handled himself a, really well. The back page editor did a number on it or whatever the photo oh, was in the headline, and that, that's out of the journo's hand, but obviously it, it gets tied to what the journo does. He's, Have you had run-ins with Wayne? I think so. Yeah, I think I, I think. <laughs> what is it all blend into? It does blend into one. I'm sure over the time, I think I, I was um, critical of Wayne for falling asleep in team meetings, and that didn't go down too well at, at one point. But Was we, it true? Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. We we've made up since then. And uh, when he was at Souths, look, Wayne Bennett is a very different Wayne Bennett to the one you see at the the media conferences. He has an excellent relationship with certain journalists throughout town. Well, the obvious one in Brisbane is Peter Bedell. Mm-hmm. Wayne can and the Triple M's very own Ben Dobbin. Ben as Dobbin, well. yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's got a great relationship with Dobbo, and Wayne uh, is a master media manipulator. He could run a political campaign. He's so good. He knows exactly what sells, what's going to be of interest to the media, what a story is, and he will plant it in his own way through his own his own contacts without the help of anybody else, and he will run a campaign that's going to benefit him and good on him. He's, he, he could write a – I reckon Wayne could write a really good Sunday gossip column. 
Because <laughs> he knows everything. Doesn't he write one on the Courier Mail? Like oh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying any. I'm just saying he could write a really good column. So I've got a, a Wayne Bennett story. It's 20 years ago when I was working for Channel 7. And it was after the Bulldogs Coffs Harbour situation all those years ago. And I wanted to do a wider looking thing about why a rugby league player is getting into strife all the time. It was around that time where it was, it, it seemed like it was happening every week, especially in pre seasons. So I call Wayne Bennett and you can only call him on his home phone back in the day. I remember that, yeah. And he answers and it was like, oh, and you think to, as soon as he picks up his phone, you go, far out. He doesn't even have someone to pick up the phone for him. <laughs> straight into it. No time for Explain the situation. Yeah, mate, come up. No worries. Um, do the yarn. And then I get up there and he goes, oh, mate, I'm not, not so sure. Like, come on, Wayne, I'm in Brisbane. Like, I'm here already. Mm. So I talk him into it. Reluctantly, he agrees. After training at Red Hill, we sat for 45 minutes and had a chat. Story goes to air the next week. After the show goes to air, the office phone rings and one of the staff go, oh, Adam, it's for you. And I went, oh, okay. Pick up the phone. Yeah, Adam, Wayne Bennett. <laughs> and I went, I, th I had a breath and I went, this is one of my mates taking the piss out of me for sure. <laughs> and it, it was him. And he goes, I just wanted to say, really appreciate that story. It was fantastic. You told my side of the story. You didn't manipulate it in any way, shape or form. You just said what I said. Really appreciate it. And, the, and I'll never forget the last words. He goes, keep at it, mate. And don't become like those other ones. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, I know who he was referring to. So, Wayne, I'm sorry. It's taken 20 years, but... Oh, that's a good story. A I, I don't get phone calls like that from Wayne <laughs> That's a good story. It's the only person who's ever called me after a story. Oh, good. That's Full great. Full stop. But yeah. I'll never forget it. But, but he, get, he gets the media. Like, he gets he, the media. He, big he, style. He comes across like, uh, you blokes and this and that, and he knows how to, he knows how to work the mm. media. He's, he's an expert. Well, you it. saw him after the before the game and after the game. Yeah, I, saw, I remember oh, well, I was at the game on Sunday and I saw Wayne Bennett. It was about 90 minutes, maybe a bit longer to kick off. And he's ushering like friends or family, whoever they were, in and out of corporate boxes and chairman suites. He's going downstairs, getting people and taking them through. I'm thinking, kickoff's in an hour and a half. Like, what's what's this bloke doing? <laughs> and, like, yeah, and you heard this whole, yeah, he's only been signed as a PR stunt to drum up interest. And you sit there thinking, yeah, like, as you said, taking the piss, but he's just enjoying his time and his last few years as a coach. Then they go and produce that. And mm. you start to realize this guy is the best motivator in the business. And he would have used all that stuff we spoke about, everyone writing them off. And I had to duck out at just about two minutes before full time. So I've gone down, down to the lifts underneath Suncorp Stadium and Wayne's come out of the lift at the same time. So we're walking in the opposite, uh, walking in the same direction towards each other. He looks at me and he starts smiling. He says, Write a story about that one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and he walks onto the field, hugs all his players. But would you, I, would you agree he gets it though? He, he knows how to work the media better than almost anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny, like uh, I, I got to know Wayne quite a bit, the Illawarra Mercury, when I was working there. He was at the Dragons. And then when he came back to, when he went to Brisbane, he sort of lose contact. Mm. Came back to Sydney. He was really good. And then when he went back to Brisbane this time around, Struggled to get him to answer my phone call for a while. I was thinking, this bloke doesn't need me anymore. He's got his boys, you know what? Back up in Queensland. He's got, he's got Dobbo. He's got Pete Bedell. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got his mates. Yeah, I felt a bit, I felt a bit sad. Hey, to be flip honest. side to Wayne. Question without notice: Was there a coach that you saw come into the game? You're thinking, oh, this guy, this guy needs help about like how the media works. He just totally didn't understand it, not in a bad way. Yeah, but I, it actually was a negative for him. In one the of the good guys of the game is Steve Price. Yeah, he took over from Wayne Bennett. I think where Pricey went wrong, I think he felt like he could continue to be and act the way Wayne Bennett did mm. when he left the Dragons. 
I just think that went horribly for him. I think I don't think he realized what other coaches were doing and he couldn't act like Wayne Bennett. Didn't have the runs on the board. And I think Pricey was a bit of a victim to that. I think even more recently, um, Anthony Seabold really suffered from that to start with. Um, I think he's got it now. He understands that the media absolutely can work with him. <laughs> but I think he I think he struggled and he found out in Brisbane when you've got Wayne Bennett in the background. I was going to say, how much of it, the manipulation and the campaigning that you well, spoke he, about earlier with Wayne was well, happening? Well, it was, it was Bennett versus Seabold in a lot of, a lot of yeah. that time, wasn't it? That whole switch of clubs and whatever. That was a, yeah. You know, I think if you speak to Anthony now, he would admit he got schooled by Wayne Bennett. But Seabes yeah. went and worked with rugby union's version of Wayne Bennett and Eddie Jones, <laughs> who knows. <laughs> He's a you step say, ahead. Then, yeah. Again, Eddie... Eddie can work the media. He's, just, Look, he's yeah. at the moment. He's Eddie everywhere, right? And he is rugby's one-man PR machine mm. because they're desperate to get a footing back in the in the media and you know become a topic again. And Eddie is everywhere. Roosters. Mm. So it went to pot for them at Suncorp Stadium. Have we hyped them up a bit too much preseason? People talking premierships and you know uh. great. They are, they are, they were missing a lot of players, but it's still a very good roster. What did you notice on the sideline there the other day? About I, I was up in the press box. I, I just felt like it just, it just felt in the as trough though were the, with the sausage rolls and everything. <laughs> it wasn't much food. I actually, had to wait quite a while for some pizza. <laughs> yeah, I know. It widely gets fed by the people there, but I have to wait around for canteen food. Anyway, um, <laughs> he wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah. Wherever he goes, he's got an entourage of people looking after him. Drive by. Have, have you been to the Nine Studios? You're any good lawyers. No, have you seen Oddly the attention enough, this bloke gets? <laughs> He's the king. He's got a throne at nine. These are all lies. They, anyway, call, him, they, they call him Two Cam Dan. <laughs> Listen, these are all lies. Continue your story, Michael. I don't even know what I was talking about. Roosters. Roosters. Oh, Roosters. Yeah, they were horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to pretend to give you some sort of analysis of what I saw. They were horrible. Yeah, they were bad. I think, and I think um, there's a bit of a concern there at, at the club. I mean, there are guys getting knocked out way too often. There, there are too many injuries. Um, Is that technique? I'm, look, I'm not a coach. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a coach, so I can't criticise a player on their technique, but I think it deserves an investigation as to… Oh, Tubbs is here. It's an investigation. As to why they're getting so many injuries and so many knockouts. And, mm. you know, I think it's worth asking the question. Uh, I'm sure the Roosters are asking it. Um, so, yeah, I think there is a concern there. And Billy Slater said a, an interesting thing on his podcast. He said that he didn't like some of the noise coming out of the Roosters. And Billy really doesn't take on any clubs and doesn't make controversial statements. And mm -hmm. he, I think he was directing that directly at Brandon Smith. Uh, it was an interview um, I, I remember doing with him where he said that they've got the best roster on paper. And he, Billy said he didn't like hearing that. So, you know, whether that's a sign that in some way the attitude might be off um, or maybe Billy's questioning that attitude. And when, when Billy Slater says something like that, I listen. Well, you never heard – Melbourne Storm never talk along those lines, never. even though they absolutely did, especially when certain players had certain boats parked out of the front of them. No, <laughs> in all seriousness, they had a fantastic roster with the, the big four at times yeah. there. They never, ever talk themselves up. And look, you, you look at the Roosters, right? At the moment, they've got Lodge out for, what, seven weeks? Six, yeah, six to eight we weeks. We don't know when Angus Crichton's playing. Satilli is back mid-season. Mid yeah. There's some big outs. They've got you Manu know, coming back helps. Manu, Manu's back is, yeah, that, that'll help. But, you know, you have to, the size in their forwards, uh, Jared hasn't played, Jared Warrior, you know, so I mean, 
I think there are a couple of things I'd be internally concerned about. Yeah, they've been playing catch-up for a couple of years. It feels like they're just trying to get troops on the field, and it's been that way for a couple of years. They finally thought this would be the year they get everyone mm. right, and it hasn't gone to script for and, them at and, all. And the whole slow build into the season for Robbo, that's that's the way Trent Robinson does things. Mm. I don't know. Does, it, does that then put too much pressure on the back end? I'm not. I'm not an expert in terms of yes, preparing sir. teams. Well, they but, were unbelievably confident halfway through last year once Origin cleared. Yeah, and remember Tedesco had the option to sit out a game. I think in Gosford, and then he said, "No, I want to play because mm. we've got to get momentum going." And then about two weeks after that, the word out of the Roosters was, "We're going to win the comp. We're going yeah. to win, we're yeah. going to lose one or two more games yeah. the rest of the season." And they and looked like they it. were. And they they were just redlining the whole way through, weren't they? They were. They were can't do that. Then they lost yeah. their head at Allianz Stadium. Yeah, the team that impressed me most for the first round was Souths. Brisbane and, were pretty good. Yeah, Brisbane were good, but I thought Souths were just unbelievable. Mm. And I think that you know it's going to be interesting to watch how their season progresses and how the Roosters try and is it is it a taper or is it a reverse? I don't know what the right word is, but try and build towards something. Mm. Storyline prediction to wrap this one up on Footy Talk. So give us a Monday morning storyline prediction, gents. Oh, do, you no, to, do you want to head it off? Yeah, you go first, man. As good as the Dolphins are and as wonderful that Wayne Bennett is in his methods of getting his message across through the media, without the media, whatever, how about sticky poops on pod party? That'll do, that Probably right. won't right. do that for the Herald, right. I'd say, or, or, or the Daily Sticky Telegraph. Hoops on pod party. Canberra will come up with the ambush to the team that came up with the ambush last, last week because they've stayed up in Queensland. Wasn't yeah. talked about that game at yeah. all in comparison to some of the others, North Queensland, Canberra. They weren't at their best, Canberra, but they stuck pretty close it's a to hell a team of, that's going to go very close. It's a hell of a, an effort if they can do it because they're having their first game, aren't they, the Dolphins, in, at, 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 their, at their home ground. Aren't KO they? Stadium, yeah. Yes. A little 10,000-seater in Redcliffe there. But, yeah, I don't know, and an emotional high. And you've got guys with the, the Dolphins who have been there, done that, the coach, the three Melbourne boys in the pack, a few others. But, I, yeah, I just think we're talking of siege mentality. You reckon Ricky Stewart wouldn't mind knocking off Wayne Bennett on his Absolutely. own Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's a lot of feeling between them. So, yeah, Canberra, little storyline prediction there. Like what about it. yourselves, gents? I'm going to uh, put the heat on Penrith. I'd... I want two? Yeah, I... And then they've got a buy, but then they have Parramatta. They could be zero and well, do you count the buy? They could be zero and three to start the year, Penrith. Ooh. I'm going to go two Mondays ahead. So what's, wow. what's your headline? No, three Mondays. That is after the buy. Oh yeah, three Mondays ahead. Okay, people will forget by then, so no one's going to. If hold only to you it. could plan the building of your house a bit better, Michael Chamis. By the way, oh, before oh, we get we to go. Danny's prediction, well, that's I why they're like struggling. I'm not in the area. Tell a little story here that he go. made Brent Reed's life on Monday hell. <laughs> The Australian's Brent Reid, fantastic rugby league journal, joins us on the Monday Scrum here, which is not a listener thing, but it's a triple M joins thing. Us, we're all join, big joins everyone everywhere. The guy's got more gigs than Yeah, he's got a few invoices, but he helps you out. You ring him and say, I need, you're out west, like halfway to Burke. Mm. You get on the phone to Reedy, mate, in Brookvale, the, the right type of cement's down there. I'm very picky with my cement. I want the right type <laughs> of cement. Can you go and pick up a few bags of uh, cement for us? Yeah, be clear on that. Yeah, he, he puts it in his car, drives over to Holt Street, and then goes, I ask him, are you coming up here for this podcast on Monday? He goes, oh, no, mate, I've got to drop to North Sydney, cement to Michael Chamis. And I went, what? What is going on? Is he like, have you got him wrapped around your little finger or something? He I does the deed. He goes I over there. I was, I, was in a, I was in a jam. I was oh, out west. I needed this cement picked up. Long story. I'm building a house at the moment. It just wasn't the right cement for this stone wall. 
Reedy, he's come through with the goods. I didn't plan his day. I said I'd come and meet you to pick it up. He said, no, no, I'll bring it to you. I'll bring it to you. I you owe that was man going. a case of beer. I'll give him something, don't worry. What? Bottle of passion pop or something. He asked me for a few yarns on the way out when he gave me the cement. I bet he did, yeah. Couldn't give him that though. Oh, come on. I didn't have anything as per usual. Yeah, fair enough. Danny? I've, I've, I've got nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrap. That's Footy Talk, Journos Edition. Enjoy your footy this weekend.